to go. <laughs> okay, ready? Welcome to the Deep Work Podcast with Anthony Lucarini. This is episode number three of season two. I would go ahead and encourage you to, if you haven't listened to episode number one and two of this season, go check it out. You don't have to listen to it in order. Put it in your queue for next after this um, because I'm really excited about today. You need to focus on today's episode. Um, This was filmed on Valentine's Day. This is going to be put out the day after Valentine's Day. And it's only fitting because today I've got my bride on here. This is a guest who um, everybody has been saying you need to get her on. When is she coming on? We put her on for like a little mini episode, but now. Liz, it is time for your full episode. What is up? Welcome to the podcast, Liz Lucarini. It is so great to be here. It's good to have you back. Um, Liz, you put in a lot of deep work into the Deep Work podcast, so it's only fitting that we get you on here for a full episode. And um, hey, I'm just so glad you're here with us. I'm so excited to be here. It's been really fun sitting on the back burner for this and, you know, creeping in the back of episodes, but I'm excited to be here by the mic. Yeah, no, actually, um, she does creep on these, um, not in a weird way, but um, we're just, if this was a video podcast, you would see her in the background very often. She puts in a lot of work into this thing. So um, Liz, I know you, a lot of people on this are going to know you, but Let's give them some background. Those who don't know you, give us three quick facts about you. Who are you, Liz Lucarini? Oh boy. Okay. Fact number one, I'm a cat mama. Anthony and I together have three cats. Um, They are our children. They do not have two feet and two arms, but they have four legs and they meow and they're awesome. And if Anthony ever denies it, you just slap in his face or throw a pie or make him dance or something because he is lying. He loves them. Wow. Um, fact number two, I love to bake, um, you know, quarantine, they say a lot of people started making bread and I was one of them and I have not stopped. And when I step on the scale and Anthony steps on the scale, it is very telling that we have not stopped eating it. The bread is good people. We like it. Um, and fact number three, I like my coffee pressed by the French. The French press coffee. Okay. Okay. Yep. I prefer the pour over, but, um, it's okay. They're both good. Anyway. Liz is incredible. If you know her, you know that. Let me just brag on her for a minute. She will not brag on herself because, you know, humble wife over here, but I'm going to brag. So she is pursuing a double major right now at Moody Bible Institute in theology and cultural anthropology. She is absolutely brilliant, smarter one out of the two of us. She is also working in marketing right now. And as a nanny, she has experience in the church world and the business world and the missionary field and everything in between. Um, but that, that's actually what I want to talk about today, Liz. So you are so multifaceted in your skill set. You can do anything you put your mind to, but you don't just do things just to do them. You do everything with absolute excellence. Can you just tell me a little bit about that, Liz? Yeah, for sure. Well, first of all, thank you. A lot of times I feel like I am a chicken with my head cut off running around the farm. Um, so saying that I do things excellently <laughs> definitely means a lot. But what I do want to say is I'm not doing all of these things and doing them well um, because I feel like I have some standards to, to live up to, mm-hmm. that I'm some you know Barbie doll who's trying to write the most on her to-do list. But what I'm doing is out of a calling that I believe that God has placed on my life. Um, and I do all things through that filter. You know, I filter things through what I have found to be my obedience filter. And those things that I filter them through are, can I do this instantly? Can I do this joyfully? And can I do this fully? 
Okay, that's, I love that you have a filter, love that you have a system kind of already built into your life. We love systems on this podcast. Um, can you just explain those? Can you break those down for us? Because that was really quick. And um, let's hear what that actually means. Yeah, awesome. Um, so instantly, so if you're a mom or a dad or you've ever babysat kids or you've ever seen kids, um, you might have heard them say, when I say to do something, I want you to do it now. Well, of course, God isn't going to speak to us like that. But for an illustration purpose, if you and your kid are walking down your neighborhood street and you tell them to stop, you want them to stop right then. You don't want them to stop 30 seconds from now because 30 seconds from now they could be hit by a car. Hmm. It's the same thing with my obedience. God wants me to do it when he asked me to do it. Otherwise, in that lay period, he could just find somebody else. So if I'm going to be obedient, I want to do it instantly when God calls me to do it. The second one that I said was fully. You know, if I'm only going to do half of something, why should I do it at all? If I'm only going to mix up a batter and I'm never going to bake it in the oven, some might see cookie dough there and, you know. I'll say cookie dough is great. Yum. (laughs) That's right. But my point to this is I need to do what God's calling me to in full. And the third thing was joy filled. And some people confuse happiness and joy, but let me tell you this joy comes only from God. Happiness can be derived from earth. If I'm going to do something, I want to do it because I know that my God has called me to it and I can be excited because he's chose to partner with me so I can do it with joy. That's not circumstantial like happiness is, but that's, I can always have joy because joy comes from the Lord. Good stuff, Liz. Now, I just want to point something out in that conversation that I thought was really cool. You definitely, you equate excellence and obedience. Can you just talk about that for a second? Just where excellence meets obedience in your life? For sure. So um, I talked kind of about my obedience filter. And if I backtrack just a little bit, something that I studied for a while is trust and obedience and how the two are linked. Um, You know, it's kind of this mutual hand in hand thing. God trusts me. And so he gives me something to be obedient to. And I trust God. So I'm going to be obedient to it. So if I backtrack once again to those three things, instantly fully enjoy Philip. I want to do those things with excellence because I am serving the Lord. Something I got convicted of a few years ago was if I can't do it with excellence, then I might as well not do it at all. I don't have to be perfect. I'm never going to meet that standard. I need to be authentic and I needed need to do it to the full extent of where God has called me to. Um, but that standard is excellence. Mm-hmm. That's really good. There's, and I think you can really find that in scripture. When you look back at the old Testament, um, God is calling his people to eliminate sin completely from the camp. And when you see the Israelites not do this well, there's always consequences that completely follow. So I just love one. I love having a wife who, who pursues the Lord with everything she's got. I think that's, um, the secret behind any success that I'm going to have is, is my wife and, um, is the Lord working through us as a couple. But I think Liz, that just, you know, again, on this podcast, we talk about the deep work. We talk about what are you doing privately that's setting you up for success publicly. And and guys, you're going to see Liz crush it in everything she does. You're going to see the results and you're going to see the fruit. Um, So I just love really getting to hear what's going on in your, going on in your head, going on behind the scenes, going on um, as you're filtering how to do what you do, not just doing what you do, but, but the how behind that. Now um, there's a second part of this podcast that I want to go into And Liz, I'm really going to let you take this thing over here in a second. And listen, there's some areas that I think we both have experience in, in ministry and in life. Um, But there's an area that you have so much more experience in than I, than I do. And um, I just want to let you speak to this. I think this is an issue that 
so many people deal with right now that um, yeah, I've got to see it firsthand and I hate getting to see it. I hate, uh, and let me just announce it. It is anxiety. And that's something that you've struggled with in the past. That's something that you've seen victory in, in the, in the present. Um, and God's just done a work in your heart and continues to work on you, continues to, um, you know, take you through this process. And I think it's been so cool because you have gone through this and I'm not, you know, you still have your medicine just on standby, just in case and stuff like that, but you've been able to help so many people through this. Um, so I just feel like God's given you this for a purpose that the pain doesn't have, you know, is not purposeless. There is a purpose to that, that struggle. Um, so Liz, can you just tell tell us about, you know, maybe briefly your struggle with anxiety? For sure. Um, and that definitely is something behind the scenes that a lot of people see me out on my job or out at the church and they don't see this, um, you know, kind of behind closed doors thing that I'm dealing with. Um, and I say dealing with because it's a continual process, but definitely have conquered some in this area. Um, but for those of you who haven't experienced clinical anxiety, um, you know, I think we all have anxious feelings or worried feelings every once in a while, but this clinical side of anxiety that has to do with panic attacks and stuff like that. Um, a few years ago, I literally was laying in my bed one night and I had a cold and I got myself so worked up that I was not going to be able to breathe once I fell asleep because I had a cold. And I mean, I've had hundreds of colds in my life. Like this was totally illogical. And I'm a very logic-based personality. And I worked myself up so much that I had to go to the hospital because um, I thought that I was having a heart attack. Um, my whole body went numb. My heart was racing. I was sweating. I felt like something was coming out of me um, and that I literally was having a heart attack. So I went to the ER that night and um, didn't have to undergo much treatment other than, um, a Xanax to calm me down. Um, and that was kind of the start of my prescription prescribed diagnosed, I guess you can say, um, anxiety journey, but I feel like it started a lot, a long time before then. Um, and not getting into too much detail with all of this, but, you know, I had stomach ulcers when I was younger and I was always the person in high school who I just, I felt nervous doing a lot of things. And then this kind of all built up and escalated to this situation. And from there, I was having, um, sometimes multiple panic attacks a day. Um, I still am on daily medication. I have standby medication, but I'm to a point where I haven't had a panic attack in two years, which is really awesome. All I'm going to say is we've been married a year and a half, been dating for about two years. So just kidding. That's the behind <laughs> this microphone. I'm literally slapping him. <laughs> um. <laughs> no, thanks. Thanks for sharing some of that, Liz. Now, as somebody who, let's be honest, like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I, I wish I could understand a little more about how anxiety works and, and what you're feeling. So can you just you know, I, I don't think I'm alone in that. I think a lot of us, we, yeah, one, I think there's a mistake that you already addressed that there's anxiety, like anxious feelings, and then there's clinical anxiety. What we're talking about here is clinical anxiety. And I think everything you're going to say is going to speak to those who are having anxious feelings as well. But let me just get some clarification here for me and, and everyone listening. Like, can you just explain, man, like what, what is the feeling that you're experiencing as you're having a panic attack? For sure. And I think the big feeling for me, which everyone's is going to be different, but for me, someone who is very logic-based, who likes to have control of situations, anxiety and panic attacks are just frustrating. Um, a definition that I kind of drew up a few years ago was anxiety is the enemy's tactic to manipulate, multiply, 
and skew reality into something outside of God. So for me, anxiety looks like getting myself so worked up over a situation that is out of my control that I have a panic attack. And like I said, my first panic attack was over a cold. I mean, a sniffles cold (laughs) that we all have. So it's that illogical But it's frustrating in the sense of, I know what the truth is of this situation, but my body can't grasp it. So Mm. I get worked up and then I have to deescalate the situation. I just hate thinking of of what that is like to experience that. And and I hate to even think that some of you guys out there um, have gone through that as well. So here's what we have for you today. We don't want to just present an issue and then, uh, all right, see ya. This has been the Deep Work Podcast. No, like Liz, we're bringing you on because I know that you have some, you've spoken into people. Um, you've given encouragement on this in the past. So I'd love for you to take what you've done before that you've given to individuals and, and share that with our listeners today. Here's a platform where you're going to have listeners who, again, some of you guys may struggle with this. Others of you guys, maybe this is not in your world at all. Maybe you guys have friends. So Liz, she's going to address just a few things today on how do you, one, what do you do if you're experiencing that? Two, what do you do if you have a friend or somebody you know who is walking through that? So Liz, Here's the mic, just kind of take over for a few minutes. Yeah, and I think what you said is so important, Anthony. You know, not everyone is going to struggle with clinical anxiety and praise God for that. But one, we're all going to have struggles in our life. And I think that these few things that I want to touch on today, you can take them into any area of your life, any struggle of your life that you're dealing with. But two, if you don't have it, you either know someone who does, or you're going to have worrisome feelings at some point in time. And these can definitely apply to that. The first thing that I want to say is just that so often we can say, God, take this away from me. And we're quick not to act on those things. So instead of saying, God, take this away from me, let me encourage you to start saying, Jesus, will you help make me stronger? And will you help me become an overcomer? And the way that I want to do that, Lord, is by having reliance on you. You know, there's a way to take ownership of how you're feeling. And we don't want to diminish our emotions at all. You know, emotions are our response to situations and those are okay. But when it turns not okay is when my emotions overpower what reality is and overpower what God's calling me to. Um, So I think that we just, we need to remember God's character, remember that he is good and he is good all the time, that we are limited in our human brains, but God is limitless in his brain. Um, You know, we can only understand things to a certain magnitude here on earth. And so often God is calling us, whether it's small or big, to something that we can't comprehend. And that is scary. Um, So maybe those anxious feelings are coming from a more internal battle of not understanding what God is calling us to, but we can trust him. You know, I, we were talking about obedience earlier and I, I have this picture in my head so often of this obedience umbrella and it's Lord, you've called me to this. So you can cover me with that obedience umbrella. You have called me to this. So you will equip me for this. So I just think of this umbrella that God has over me. And, um, when I'm anxious or I'm feeling worrisome, I just remember that obedience umbrella, like God, you've called me you're going to cover me. You've got this. Um, so let me say three points real quick, Anthony. And these three points, this is applicable to anyone who has a struggle right now. This is not just anxiety. So tune back in if you tuned out for a few minutes and listen to these three points. One, remember that those coming alongside of you are your company and they're not your caretakers. And by that, I don't mean they can't take care of you, but by that, I mean, I am super, super, 
reluctant to ask for help. I think that I can handle things on my own. I am quick to believe that if I show a weakness that um, I'm not going to be trusted with things in the future. You know, the enemy just loves to attack me with those sorts of lies. Um, but here's the thing, Anthony, were we created to be alone? Absolutely not. We were created to be with. In the garden, there was Adam and Eve. It's amazing how that works. There were two. In the beginning, there was God as the Father, there was God as the Son, and there was God as the Holy Spirit. There has always been company alongside of people, alongside of God. So Satan wants you to be alone in whatever your struggle is, but God created us to be with. So let me remind you of this. They're allowed to be your company that is okay. It is okay to ask for help. It is okay for people to come alongside of you. And you don't have to worry like, oh, they don't want to take care of me. Yes, they do. They want to help you. So just remember that in your struggle. Um, the second point is I am a garden, not a grave. And what I mean by that is simply what we read about in the Bible. And that is that death is defeated and that the king has come back to life. And because of that, I get to live life and I get to live it abundantly. I get to walk in this life, remembering what he's done, but also looking forward to what he will do in me. I am a garden, not a grave. And point number three, we get to move from the struggle to the sword, to the story. And I love this one. It gets me so fired up. Um, the struggle, it is real. That's a good, a good quote. The struggle is real. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony just looking at me like, you are freaking insane. Why did I ask you to be on this? Um, so recognize your struggle. Know that unless we're free in our inmost being, we're not going to reach our outmost potential. What is my struggle right now? For me, my struggle is anxiety. For you, that might be depression. That might be you struggling with what you're looking at on the internet. That might be not remembering who you are in Christ. That could be so many different things right now. But what is your struggle? But once we recognize the struggle, we get to move to the sword. And that's, we get to pick up our armor. We get to walk alongside Christ and we get to fight. And then our story, we get to share. I firmly believe that when we speak things out, there's power in those words. One, the enemy's not keeping you captive in your brain anymore. You're speaking it out and that allows people to walk alongside you. But also your testimony has power. Let me remind you. Struggle doesn't mean weak. It just means human. And it just means that there's an opportunity for God to come alongside of you. That's good, Liz. Liz, thank you for sharing each three of the, all three of those points. I think those are so applicable to no matter where we're at, like you said, like this doesn't have to be the struggle with anxiety. You could, you could copy and paste anxiety, you know, cut that out, paste in any issue that we're struggling with right now. You mentioned a few um, but man, that was good. So just a little quick recap of today so far. We've talked about how, um, man, excellence is found in obedience. And then, man, Liz gave three quick points on anxiety. Number one, company, not caretaker. Number two, I am a garden, not a grave. Shout out Elevation. Number three, the struggle, the sword, the story. Use your, your story um, as a weapon here. So love that. Now, Liz, we're going to move on to a segment of the podcast that I absolutely love because it's so practical. Um, and this is where a lot of people will literally start. They'll break out the pen right now. They'll start writing things down. So we are moving to a section called put me on. So Liz, what are you on right now? Give me podcasts, books, um, brands, literally whatever it is that you're on right now. What are you on at the moment? Let's 
go. I love this section because I always write things down and I add them to my Amazon card and I come back to them a few weeks later when I remember about them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Three books that I'm on right now. Two are devotionals, if you're into devotionals. Um, I don't know if anyone so far has recommended New Morning Mercies by Paul David. So good. But Anthony and I both love this. Um, and we recommend it to almost everyone. It is a fabulous truth filled devotional that it is 365 days and you can read it every single year and still get something out of it. Um, the second one is streams in the deserts by LB Kalman, another devotional that is phenomenal. And the third is a book that I actually read for school. And then I just reread again, and it's called dynamic diversity by Bruce Milne. And I love this book, like all capital L O V E. Um, the subtitle to this book is bridging class, age, race, and gender in the church. And it will blow your mind, whether you literally are a Christian or not, you can make this say, excuse me, bridging class, age, race, and gender in a business, in the mall, whatever you want, but this book will blow your mind so much so that I bought Anthony a few other books by this author, because I think he is phenomenal. Hmm. Um, the last thing that I wanted to share is a Instagram page that I am obsessed with. Um, and if you know me, you know that I love politics, not in the way of I'm going to stand on the street with a poster, but I think that as Christians, we need to be informed about what's going on in our society. And one way that I do that is following an Instagram account called Smart Her News. So smart, like I am smart, her, like that is a her, and news, like I need to watch the news. Um, smart Her News. And it's a bipartisan news network. And she gives like five minute snippets every day of what's super important to know. And she'll also do like swipeables. Um, She'll do little Instagram stories, but it is phenomenal. It will keep you in the know of what is going on in the world. I make Anthony follow it. He doesn't always watch them. So then I become the smart her news and I recap everything she said, Mm. but um, (laughs) you will love her. Her name's Jenna Lee. And you will stay informed, but you also won't be overwhelmed and it will not be biased news that you are listening to. Mm. That's good. So good. There's a put me on section. And yeah, um, I believe that you should check the news, not watch the news. So this is a great opportunity for you to just check it five minutes, not having a CNN or ABC or Fox or whatever it is you listen to, um, not keeping that on TV for too long. So, okay, that Liz, I just want to say, Thank you so much for today. Thank you for just all the truth that you've shared. Thank you for passing along your deep work to us. And there is so much more. Um, as your husband, it is an honor just to get to get to see all the work that you put in behind the scenes. Um, you are absolutely incredible. And I'm not going to spend too much time um, complimenting you because I could do that for way too long. And um, we can do that once we hit off on the podcast. So uh, I love you, Liz. And thank you so much for being on my podcast today. Absolutely. So glad to meet you guys. And I can't wait to be on here again. Oh, yeah. Let's go. So that's it for the Deep Work Podcast. Now, if you like what you heard today, um, would love for you to follow my wife. And one thing that I have to tell you about, she started a new recipe Instagram page. I'm going to tag that on my page with her. Um, You're going to find her on my Instagram. Um, I'd say just go right to that and uh, you will find Elizabeth Lucarini. So that does it for the Deep Work Podcast. Again, this was episode three of season two. Go back, check out the first two episodes of season two, but we are out. We'll see you next week on the Deep Work Podcast.